0: Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Baby on the Way, a real-time week-by-week podcast journal of my pregnancy. And who am I? Well, my name is Wendy Starling. And why do I think I should be doing a podcast about pregnancy? Well, I am a comedian and a podcaster. I've been doing it for... say like 10 years, COVID threw a little bit of a wrench in there, and I kind of talk about whatever's going on in my life. Um, If you are familiar with me, and that's why you're listening to this, thank you so much for joining me on this new adventure. Holy shit. And if you know me from TikTok, and you're like, oh, this is some 40-year-old lady who just got knocked up. She seems interesting and fun. Hi, welcome. Thank you. Also, I'm going to give you a quick rundown about my uh, background so that you're not shocked with some of the things I say, if you're like a wholesome... Mom to be, who's just like, all I've ever wanted was to have a family. And I just, I just want to like bond with other pregnant women who are also just like, just into like babies and families and homemaking and like cooking and folding laundry. For, first of all, don't get me wrong, I'm into all that stuff. I like it, but never was like my main goal. This is, uh, this pregnancy is a first for me. People that know me know who I am. I know it's shocking. This is the first time I've ever been pregnant in my entire life. Um, and if you follow me on TikTok, and you just found me, scroll back, scroll back, and you'll pick up what I'm putting down. I used to be a hoe, and not like I would just kind of like go out and hook up with people at bars whenever, like a professional hell. <laughs> it was a sugar baby, mistress, sex worker, whatever you want to call it. Sex worker is more like clickbaity. Um, but I'm also, I'm very open about that, and everything else in my life, which is why I'm doing this public journal about my pregnancy, because I mean my life has changed so much in the last two years, and I know it probably has for a lot of people, right? COVID, this whole pandemic. Not sure if you know, there was a pandemic, a global one. And as of today, what's I'm recording this is February twenty seventh, uh, two thousand twenty two. So two years ago at this time, uh, February. 27th of 2020, I was living in New York City in my Upper East Side apartment. I had a sugar daddy long term. I also had started dating uh, this great guy who kind of knew about it, but it was just kind of like a, a casual thing. But it's a long story. I talk about it on my other podcast. If you want to go back and <laughs> click there, you can listen to it. But um, my life was popping. I was doing standup in New York and just kind of, uh, this fantasy life that I dreamed about my entire life was just happening right before my eyes. And it's also something that I worked really hard, um, to achieve, but, uh, yeah, everything was pretty fucking cool. I was making money. I was doing shows, this documentary that was supposed to be great. And that turned out to be not so great as a lot of you may know, uh, was on the horizon. And I just thought like, this is fucking awesome. This is great. I'm killing it. I love life. This rules. I was, you know, after shows, you're drinking, you're partying, I really used to love cocaine. Uh, So I was just out every night, great. Thought like, this is never gonna end. And then (laughs) a couple weeks later, it all came crashing down. Uh, I did do a year long stint in St. Louis. I moved there uh, because I could no longer afford my $2,300 a month Upper East Side apartment. And uh, I relocated to a city where I knew one person, but the main attraction of the city of St. Louis was that it's very cheap. And I found an apartment uh, for a a ridiculously small amount of money. It was an attic apartment. I could touch the ceiling without reaching up. If you go back again, look at the TikToks uh, that I started while I was living in the attic. uh, They're all in these like tight shots and I'm sitting down a lot. That's because you could see the particle board ceiling from any kind of a wide shot. So I I spent a year basically alone living in an attic just churning up content and my main source of human contact was with people on the internet was through my solo podcast that I doubled down on was through TikTok was through Instagram. So uh, if you're listening thank you so much and if you're one of the people that's been following me and interacting with me on those platforms over the last couple of years, I really do appreciate you. Like, you've saved my life. A TikTok, it's weird to say, really saved my life. Um, but in that year, living in an attic, I did a lot of mental work, which I thought, I mean, what else am I going to do? I'm literally alone with my thoughts. So I worked heavily on meditative stuff, cognitive behavioral therapy, and I it changed my life. It really did. I, I feel like I'm better for having done all that. And I I really worked on creating the skill set to kind of manage my emotions, feelings, thoughts, and not live in this kind of constant turmoil where you're going back and forth between depression, anxiety, egomania. I am bipolar and I do not take medication, thank you. Uh, But I really think that all the stuff I did was helpful and it's made a difference in my life and I could tell that. And it brought me to a place of calm and acceptance and non-judgment with myself and with other people. It was great. That was much easier to do. That was a a show called I Love You, Please Stop, which it's now under this podcast. If you're listening to it through the Baby on the Way feed, this feed is just going to be the pregnancy stuff. Uh, uh, There's another feed called Hey, It's Wendy. And through that feed, I put out meditation episodes, interviews I have with other people, that's all, and including this pregnancy show, is all going to be on that feed. So if you're interested in listening to that, you can jump over there. If you just want to hear about like cravings and me acting like a psycho, uh, then stick to the pregnancy show, okay? Um, but I, uh, so that was easy to do. What was I saying? The meditative stuff. It's very easy to do when you're living alone, completely isolated, and I'm only responsible to myself and my cat. Um fast forward a little bit. My year lease is up at that St. Louis apartment and I had been actively making a plan to get out. I moved there specifically to be like, okay, I'm going to lay low and then make a move. I'm either going to New York, possibly Austin. And that's where I am now. And the reason I'd kind of started thinking Austin about halfway through my St. Louis little adventure or pit stop, whatever you want to call it, detour. Um, I, There was a comedy scene here in Austin. And so I thought, oh, that would be good. I could go and do stand-up there. I've got some friends there. I flew to Austin and came to visit a couple times. Also went back to New York a couple times uh, during that year just to kind of get a vibe and a feel for each city. And uh, if New York rent prices had gone down, I would probably be back in New York because um, most of my friends are there. I would say like 90% of my friends are in New York City, and then the other 10 are kind of scattered around like in L.A. and... Um, I know, like, two people in Austin. Uh, That's right, my baby daddy and my baby. Now I know, I got a couple friends here. Um, But they do live far away. Well, not far, but it's, like, 30 minutes away. Anyway, we'll save that for another episode. I do need to make friends. I'm living in a city um, and pregnant and living in a home with the man I'm going to marry. And so, like, uh, everything's great. The only thing I'm like, oh, I wish I had, like, some people to talk to because my boyfriend is going to get real sick of me just being like, is this funny? What do you think about this? It's like you got to have outside sources in relationships. Um, Like, you know what I mean? You got to outsource your bitching Gotta outsource your storytelling. You can't just always be the main to the the main person in your house. So I am going to try to figure out how to make friends and I got to make like mom friends and not got to. I want to, I want to make friends with moms, but also moms who, you know, maybe like used to do cocaine or, you know, like like moms that are like, yeah, but we say fuck before noon or whatever, like those kind of moms. So that's, we'll save that for another episode. I'm just going to like slow and steady. Um, it's like I said, my life is very different now. And, um, I haven't put out an episode of my podcast since October of 2021. And what's significant, uh, significant, excuse me, about that month. Well, I, I moved to Austin after my lease was up in St. Louis. And when I got to Austin, and this is 100% true, I was in this great apartment that I could actually afford. And I was like, this is cool. And the sugar dating life, I was still like in it. I was like, well, this is a great way to like meet people. And for five to six years, maybe, those types of relationships honestly worked best for me. I preferred it. They were low maintenance. You're with someone for like two hours a week, and then uh, they help you cover some bills. And the rest of the time, you're just completely uh, the center of your own world. You don't have to worry about what you're having for dinner and like say goodnight. There's none of that stuff. And so for me, at the time, it really worked. And I, I was happy and I was surrounded, like I said, by friends and going out to shows every night. So I just didn't have time to like cultivate... Uh, relationship, and after spending a year of just... Basically, just felt like a timeout, like quiet time. I didn't drink when I was in St. Louis until, like, the very end once I knew I was getting out, because that's the thing is when I get... It wasn't depressed, but I was like, hmm, we are in a pickle. My solution is not to, like, get fucked up. When I feel like, hmm, I'm in a bit of a pickle. I don't know how to get out of here. I know a lot of people... Their, their first knee jerk reaction is ugh I'm stressed I need a drink, which is like I understand if you're like stressed, but even then I try to really not go to drugs or alcohol for when I'm bummed out because that's not great. I like drugs and alcohol to celebrate because if you're bummed out or you're stressed or you feel stuck, um for me at least uh, for the best thing to do is okay well let's quiet our minds and and problem solve. And again, if you go back and listen to the I love you please stop episodes, um. I work through that in great detail. Um, And I find that to be a much more productive way to get out of a stressful situation or problem solve and then to just like get loaded. So um, I had kind of like a long time out in St. Louis. And when I got to Austin, part of me, and I don't know if you went through this, if you had some kind of a big life change in COVID, uh, during COVID where like everything slowed down and in our mind, we romanticize like our old life when things are like fast and quick. And yeah, we used to go out and just get fucked up and party all night. And that was great. We worked. Remember when we used to work 80 hours a week? That was great. That was great. Remember, we used to take Adderall just so that we could uh, stay awake long enough and have the energy to do cocaine? That was great. Okay. Um, and so you can like kind of romanticize those things. And at least for me, when I got back into the quote, like real world, and which in my lifestyle, that was you're going out to shows every night. And in New York, I would kind of established myself in clubs and had a friend circle there. So I didn't have to do as much of the hanging out. But here in Austin, I'm newer in the scene and it's a newer scene. And so part of the deal in stand up is socializing. And it's not like, oh, you don't have to be funny. You just have to like be cool with, with people that book shows. That for sure is part of it. But people have to know you're there. And so you're hanging out and, you know, if you have a good set, then you want to hang out afterwards because people like tell you that you're funny, which feels nice. But then they're like, oh, my God, you live here. I booked this show. I booked that show and you're hanging. So that's part of it. Well, after a year of just living alone and going to sleep kind of early and like not drinking, the stimulation of being in front of a crowd and of being around a lot of people to go from zero to 150 was it was it was overwhelming for me and overstimulating, and I, that coupled with the, like, getting back on a sugar dating site, I just was, I, I was just not into it. And I actively, like, tried to figure out a way to still create, that's, that's what I was working on when I met my boyfriend and now um, the, the father of my little kiddo. I was, like, writing out and meditating on, like, okay. I know there's a way for me to be creatively free and make things that I think are funny and cool and helpful. And like, there's a way for me to still do the, the thing that I like doing, the thing that I'm good at without being out till one o'clock in the morning, without being out every night, without being around like the party scene, which makes me like such a fucking loser. It makes me sound, sound like a mom, which I'm gonna be. Perfect timing to become lame or a loser. Is when I'm having a little baby. Uh, but I really was like, okay, so I got to figure out something with work. And then I also thought, and I would just kind of like a regular relationship. And for me, it's, it might be tricky just because I'm very open about my past, but I'm like, I'd have to meet someone that's cool and accepting. And is, you know, so I just kind of like made a list of all the things I was looking for and the things I wanted in my life. And one of those things was I thought about having a family. Now, I kind of uh, assumed I could not get pregnant because I'd been told by a couple doctors that I could not get pregnant. And again, I cannot stress this enough. I've never been pregnant, never. And that for me is bonkers. Just with the personal... um, my personal pastimes and activities in which I have engaged, it's shocking to me that I have never been pregnant. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, but that was definitely something that I wanted to do. And so I'd thought for years, like, well, if I... I probably can't have kids, but maybe I'll just adopt. And I'd also kind of... And this is part of this, like, accepting life as it is and not being like, yeah, we well, would be better if this. Oh, well, if only this. Or, man... I wish this had worked out this way. Like, oh, well, this isn't supposed to happen. This idea of just kind of accepting things as they are. It's like, it is what it is. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is. That helped me so much. And um, I'm I'm using that now um, with this news of a pregnancy because you just go like, okay, this is what's happening, right? And um, at the time before I met my uh, boyfriend, I was very realistic about the um, possibility that I may never meet someone that would want to be with me, um, me just because of my past. They might have a problem with it. They're, and I'm very public about it. So it's like, oh, my family could see this or I don't want to read this and I don't want to hear you talking about this. Even if it's a 10-year-old interview, I don't want to hear about it in the future. And so I was already mentally prepared and not in a begrudging way, not in like a white like, death and I'm alone. I got to bail on and adopt a kid. That's right, baby, not a kid. If I adopt, I want to adopt an older kid, you know, like 17 or 18 or something so they can buy their mom cigs uh, and lotto tickets. But I had honestly kind of acquiesced to that possibility. And again, not in a bitter way, but in a realistic way of like, hey, you know what? Maybe my path is not to find someone. Maybe my path is to just be alone and that's okay. And I can find a way to be successful and make money on my own and I'll just hunker down. I've done it my entire life. And then if I feel like I want to mother something uh, or someone other than my cat, um, does that make me some motherly? If I want to mother something, I want to mother a thing. Is there something, do you have a thing I can mother? Uh, But I was like, I can always adopt. And so that was already kind of set up in my mind. Uh, so it's this idea of being honestly happy and not like begrudgingly and not in a bullshit way, but like being happy with what you have and saying like, okay, I'm happy with this. And if, if this is going to be my future, that's whatever happens, I, I'm, I'm okay with because I accept things as they are, right? It is what it is and I'll just work with whatever comes my way. And that for me is just like an easier way to live life. In, in general. And I'd never really done it with relationship stuff because it's never something that I wanted. It's never something that I focused on. I was never one of these people who, you know, graduated high school, like, okay, I'm going to go to college and then get a boyfriend and get married. I got to start having kids by the time I'm 27. Otherwise my eggs go rotten. They go rotten. I got to put them in a Fraser. So I was never one of those people. Uh, so just to give you a heads up again, in case you don't know who I am, this is who's now pregnant at 40 and talking about uh, their pregnancy. It's me, this bitch who was never really like my life goal to um, be a wife and a mother. It's something that I was like, Hey, if it happens, great, but it's not my main thing and I'm not going to force anything to happen. And it just so happened that in my life, travel work, I owned a training, personal training studio when I was in my mid twenties. Like, I go with what is fun and is kind of like, oh, this seems to be easy to um, get into, and not like to say, and it's an easier way of living. Not like, uh, oh, this this way of life doesn't have any obstacles. My lifestyle choices, and I look back at my life filled with tons of obstacles, but they were just easy for me to overcome. They were things that I liked, and for most people, I understand that my life is like traumatic, and and most people would have had like probably probably honestly like gone into cardiac arrest at least, I don't know, at least a few years ago. So um I understand that what for me is like easy and fun is terrifying and illegal to a lot of people. Uh, officer, if you're a cop listening, I'm joking. Um, but so that's kind of where I'm coming from. So I recently started to, so again, moved to Austin. I really started thinking like, okay, I want to change. I want something different. I... At the end of September, September 26th, I went on a date, a first date, with a guy who um, is now my boyfriend, and we are having a baby. So I made all this kind of like, not, I don't want to say scripting I know people use, but I really did kind of make a list, like a gratitude list, and like, okay, this is, I'm grateful for all this. I would like this. If I don't get it, that's great, but I'm just kind of putting it into the universe. I would like something like this. Would be great for me and um i found uh, almost it's it's surreal because it feels like i'm living in a scripted movie how perfect it is my boyfriend is the, like the most perfect um match and partner for me he's like I, I it's it's surreal it does not feel real um and then even the, the pregnancy is why again i did not think i could get pregnant and it's been t- it's taken me a while to process uh, but so that's the magical like in october that was a couple weeks after my I met my boyfriend. I stopped putting out the podcast. I stopped putting out a lot of content because I was like, oh, okay, I need to kind of full stop here because my life is very different. And I don't want to just constantly mine my personal life for content and exploit my life for laughs and likes and clicks and maybe like, oh, can I get some advertisers on this new pod? That's not something that I wanted to do in my relationship. And um so I really just took a long break to figure out like what the fuck? I wanted to do. I worked at a bagel shop for a couple of weeks and then uh my uh, boyfriend and I decided, well, that's maybe not the most productive thing I can do with my time. And uh so I'm back to making stuff, working on a book and now doing and then you know, surprise and I'm pregnant. So we're back. I'm back in full swing and um I I do want to talk about the pregnancy because there's not a lot of information about pregnancy, especially the the first. Sorry, I'm hitting the mic stand, and I'm gonna f- fuck around a lot and fuck up a lot, and that's okay. That's part of just accepting it is what it is. Um, and that's actually the topic of today. Thank you for indulging me in that kind of long intro about who I am. Uh, the purpose of today's episode, the purpose, the theme, who knows? Okay, I haven't recorded a podcast in forever, and I talk mostly to my dog and my cat, and now my unborn fetus. So please forgive me if uh, my speech patterns are a little off. It's not only like the um, kind of like inability to carry on a solo conversation after having not done it for so long, but it's also the chemicals and hormones that are released in your body during pregnancy make you, at least for me, I feel insane. I'm so like foggy headed. I like lose words. I I'll, like forget what I'm doing halfway through. Like, I feel like I'm either like, it's like a combination of being like hung over and like a little bit on mushrooms or acid. Like that's what I feel like. And it, I just feel so fucking spacey. So uh, if you're pregnant, hopefully you can understand. Um, and also forgive me for it. And uh, and that's that's what we're going to talk about today is Giving ourselves a break. That's what I want to talk about on this very first episode of Baby on the Way. Okay. So um, I am seven weeks pregnant and I found out I was pregnant. I have it on the calendar February 9th. So according to um, like my menstrual cycle and whatever they uh, like mark it on the calendar, I found out when I was like four and a half weeks pregnant was when I took a pregnancy test. And I was only four, I was like four or five days late on my period. And, um, I just turned 40 in January. So I turned 40, had a period. And then my second period of my 40th year did not show up. So (laughs) here's what happened. Uh, It was like, I had cramps. I was feeling kind of kind of like, you know, the normal PMS bitchiness that you get. So I was having that. And then a little bit of the cramps and I was Mark like, I was, I didn't even think I could be pregnant again. It's like not even in my mind because in my mind I'm like, I cannot have children. And I was actually kind of bummed about it. Cause I was like, Oh man, like I'm so in love with my boyfriend and I know he wants kids. And I just remember being like, and he's a couple years younger than I am brag. But I just remember feeling like bummed, like, oh, I can't give him kids. Like well, that's okay. We can adopt. And he and I talked about adopting. And so we're like, that's something that we want to do. And, uh, so again, it's not even a thought in my head that I could be pregnant. I'm just in my mind. It's like, oh, my periods are irregular because I'm rapidly approaching menopause. And that's, and we'll, we'll talk about this later because I am going to, I'm trying to pace myself. So we have content to fill so I can do stuff every week and kind of, you know, not shoot my whole fucking load on the first episode this idea, this like weird lie that they spread where like women's bodies are old and gross and at 40 you're basically dead. It's so fucking whack. I can't even tell you. I posted a couple of the the videos on TikTok of like, Hey, I'm 40 and I just found out I'm pregnant. So many chicks like I got knocked up at 40, 42, 43, 48, 49. So we need to just stop with all this bullshit that women are terrible and expired and what it's just, it's wild. Okay. Um, But I was in that camp where I just was like, Oh, I'm my period's just probably off cause I'm close to menopause and that's real. I wasn't even joking. I said that to my mom, I go, well, isn't menopause coming pretty soon? She's like, you're only 40. I'm like, well, I fucking don't know. I don't know. According to TikTok, I'm a million years old and the entertainment industry, again, I'm, I'm, I'm dead slash invisible. Like, Oh, you're 40. So you can play like a great grandma. Okay, cool. 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 Our society is very fucked up, especially if you're a woman. It's not great. Um, I digress. Let's go back to, but again, it is what it is. You just work within the rules. Like, okay, well, you can't really get mad. You can just get even. So this is the episode is about how to how do we murder all of the men? I'm joking. Relax. It's a joke. Calm down unless you're into it, in which case, please DM me. Uh, That's Instagram is wendy.starling. That's Wendy with an I, or here for this podcast is Hey, It's Wendy. Okay, back to what I was saying. So I didn't think I could be pregnant, and I had kind of some PMS symptoms, but um, and then they went away, like the day I was supposed to start, and I thought, oh, maybe... It's like the calm before the storm. Maybe I'll feel nothing, and then tomorrow I'll wake up with like pretty gnarly, excruciating cramps and have blood all over sheets, which is normally how it goes. My period had been pretty regular for the past, I would say, year. Uh, and th- then I never really got cramps, and my tits were so sore. They always get a little bit sore, but they were so sore and like swollen to the point I was like, I can't even wear a T-shirt. I was in so much pain. And I just remember thinking, like, huh, oh, this, pe- this period's gonna be wild, because it's really, it's like winding up, you know, like the slingshot, like, uh, not yet, back more, more, more. That's what I felt like. I was like, well, I'm three days late and I don't have cramps. My tits are popping out of my shirt and it feels like <laughs> my nipples are gonna explode from the inside. Hmm, this is gonna be a crazy crimson wave. I almost didn't, I almost didn't say crimson properly. I was like, crimson. This, this is a crazy crimson wave. I'm already doing baby talk. I'm just practicing for being a mom. Uh, I didn't mess that word up. I'm, I'm I'm just being like a cool mom so that my fetus can understand what we're talking about. Uh, but it was one of these things where, I, so I'm just, again, like very kind of in denial. And then I it just, and then I started to think about, I was like, no, there's no way I'm pregnant. And then I was standing in the kitchen and this had been going on for a couple of weeks, like before my period was supposed to start but I just thought like, oh, I'm being crazy. Like, I felt kind of weird. I just felt off kilter. I felt really tired during the day. I just started piecing things together the day. I was like, we got to buy a pregnancy test. Something, I think something's fucked up. And by fucked up, I mean perfect and amazing and little baby Jupiter. That's the holding place name that we have for our fetus. It's like a joke name that my boyfriend said a week before we found out I was pregnant. I'm like, we should adopt a kid at least to like help us do yard work. He's like, oh, Jupiter's going to be pulling weeds. And I was like, excuse me. Jupiter? Who's Jupiter? He's like, I I think it's a good name for a kid. I was like, what are you talking about? If we have a kid, we're not naming it Jupiter, and we're for sure not adopting a kid and changing its name to Jupiter. Not only is that cruel, but also, like, we would never, they would be, like, collected from uh, CPS. They'd be like, you cannot name your child. It's a planet. It rhymes with stupider. They're gonna get fucking shit in school. So, but that's what we're calling the fetus now, so Jupiter. Um, But I just knew something was off. And then I started to piece together like, oh, wait a minute. For the past couple of weeks, I've been super tired and not depressed. You know, when you're depressed, you can t- when it's like a depression tired, but I would get up and do stuff. And literally like 20, 30 minutes after waking up, sometimes I was just like, I got to lay back down. Um, and then I would just like push through it and I was slamming energy drinks And not even, like, a Red Bull. A Red Bull, I mean, it was, like, Celsius, which is super crazy and, like, bad for you, even if you're a fully grown adult. I was slamming Celsius energy drinks. My, like, my bowel movements were off. I felt really kind of weird and bloated. My muscles and joints felt weird. And I started, like, um, feeling dizzy in the middle of the day. So I was like, something's off. I maybe have... I remember thinking, like, I have a parasite, which is actually, like, (laughs) well, you're not... I wasn't wrong. So... I did. I was like, I gotta go on some kind of a cleanse. My energy levels are off. So, the first, now looking back, so the first like two weeks of my pregnancy, maybe like first two or three weeks of my pregnancy, I was for sure like uh, not eating all day. I was for sure like fasting all day long, and then I would eat a little bit at night, but I would just, like, feel sick. And I'm like, oh, I probably feel sick when I eat because I've been fasting. And the only thing I was eating, I'm, I'm, like, whispering. I'm like, I just, I don't want Jupiter to hear this. But I was having, like, just energy drinks. And I I would, I was like, and then I would, like, have a couple cigarettes every day because I was like, I got to wake up. I got to take a shit. So I'm, like, doing all this stuff. My body felt strange. But again, my period was still, like, a week away, so I just didn't think anything. And... Yeah, I thought I felt like I was going to throw up because I was starving myself all day and only eating energy drinks and cigarettes. So I was like, "Well, that's probably why." Uh, And then cut to ding, ding, ding. I mean, my this pregnancy test lit up because you have two blue lines. Excuse me, I'm burping, and that's okay because I'm having a baby. But you have the two blue lines. Yo, I put the pee stick uh, in my urine stream, and I've taken a pregnancy test like a couple times before in my life. Because what? Slut hasn't. And so I have done it and you were like, okay, wait two minutes. And you put the cap on and you look and you're like, maybe, maybe. And it might, sometimes it says it takes the full two minutes to develop. I did mine at night after dinner and I had like a half of a beer. We went to a sushi place and this is how I knew. I was like, I'm for sure pregnant. We go to a sushi place. I love sushi normally. Looking at the menu and I the the, the thought of raw fish, I've, I was like, I feel like I'm going to hurl. And I wanted, like, a vegetable roll. And I was like, I'm probably pregnant for sure, for sure, because I love raw fish. I eat, like, sashimi. I'll just eat chunks of raw fish. And my body was telling me, like, ah, nope, nope, you are not having that. That is not good for little Jupiter. And so I got a beer... Even though part of me you're like, I'm pregnant, this might be... I mean, and now looking back, I'm like, fuck, I should have gone on, like, a three-day bender before I took any kind of a pregnancy test. Just because then you could be like, well, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, but I had, like, a beer, and it wasn't great. Get home at night, I pee on the pee stick. I mean, before I could even pull it out of my urine stream to put the lid on, the the pregnant line, it was, like, zing, like a lightsaber, just, like, bright blue. And I was like, hmm, maybe is it beer? Is the beer reading as a baby? Is the beer reading as a baby and so then I waited and took another one first thing in the morning texted my mother and sister my sister's got two kids my mom has uh well she obviously at least has one but my my brother is also there so they each have two kids and um in the morning took it again knocked up and and my boyfriend we're both kind of in shock and um It's just, it's an interesting thing because I think if you're like planning for it and you're like, this is it, this is, even if you're like super planning for it and you're like, this is what we want, we want a baby. I think even then, and I could be wrong, if I'm wrong, please uh, write in and let me know, hey, Wendy, you're full of shit. Uh, But I imagine even if you're super planning for it and you're like, this is what we want. Once you do get pregnant, there's still part of you that goes like, oh man, like, oh, we're going to have a a human being. We are going to raise a human for the rest of our lives. We're raising a human. Right. It's, it's an overwhelming and a scary thing. I I think for anyone, even someone who like, that's kind of the main thing that they want to do. And I only assume this because I love performing and there's so many opportunities that I've had and cool things that I've done that you're like, this is all I want to do. And then once you're at the show or once you're like, Oh my God, I'm fucking nervous. I hope I can pull this off. But I doesn't mean you don't want to do it, but you can still be nervous about it. And, um, so that's that was one of the first things that I went through uh, with this pregnancy was uh, um, allowing myself to give myself a break, okay? And that's what I want to talk to you about. So whatever you're going through, like, uh, like think about your pregnancy, right? Um, and maybe you have kids. Maybe you already have kids. Whatever it is, you're still a human being. Just because you're a mom, just because you're a spouse or a partner or whatever – or maybe you're a single mom. Who knows? But just because you are a mom or a mom-to-be does not take away your humanity. And part of being a human being is that we are fallible. We make mistakes. We're not perfect. And something that I found that's helpful for me, and again, this is much easier to do when I'm alone in an attic. but now I'm like, whoa, okay. All right. I got a baby. I got a husband. I got a dog and a cat. Okay. So now to try to like show yourself some grace and some kindness and some acceptance and some love and give yourself a break can be a little bit more difficult because now we've got people outside of us for whom we are responsible and to whom we feel responsible. And, and we love these people. This is not out of obligation. It's like, you know, you love the people in your life. You love your kids. You want your unborn baby to be healthy and happy. You can't wait for them to get here. Also, you're a person that screws up and you're a person that's going to keep screwing up. If you go back in the past and even even like me, like again, I was knocked up for three weeks, four weeks before I knew about it. I think I did ketamine. I got, I'm going to tell you that right now. So you can think of all like oh, And I painted a fucking wall in a bedroom. That's not great for pregnant people. So I did a bunch of them I'm like, oh, there's like, give yourself a break. Whatever it is, if you're beating yourself up for anything and it may not be obvious to you, you're like, no, I'm fine. I'm just stressed and it's just, or I'm just an idiot or I just, whatever, I'm a bad mom or I'm like a bad person or whatever. I'm just like lazy or whatever, like cut all that out, first of all. Okay. Um, But let's like really identify what the main things are. Like, where are you beating yourself up? Because this was my first kind of challenge. And I'm. It's something that I'm still working on every day. Um, whatever is going through your head, that's kind of like nagging at you and and trying to tell you that you're a terrible person, um, or that like you could be better, or like well, other people don't need to take this many naps. Other people aren't usually this nauseous. Whatever it is, other people aren't this moody. You can control your moods. It's like okay, you can. We'll talk about that on another episode because these mood swings during pregnancy are, woo, it's not even a mood swing. Uh, like, I, I mean, a mood swing at this point would be welcome. I, I'm having like mini psychotic breaks multiple times throughout the day. And it's, um, it's bizarre. Like, I feel like I'm like, oh, my, I, have I lost my mind? I feel like it's, I'm going completely bonkers which is part of the reason I want to start this podcast, to have an open line of communication with other um, pregos, because there's some information online and you go and people, most people are just like, yeah, you get kind of sick in the morning and then like, you have these mood swings and you're just like kind of tired and your joints hurt. Anyway, this is what your baby looks like. And it has, it has little flippers for arms. Anyway, being a mom is the best and you're going to love it and everyone's happy about it all the time. And it's like, well, okay, yes. But it just feels a little more intense than what people are maybe describing in these little like paragraphs on the pregnancy apps above the picture of an embryo. I mean, the cutest alien you'd ever want to see, but for sure like an alien the size of a blueberry. And then you're just like, oh wait, so this motherfucker's taking all my nutrients? Mm, ah, so this motherfucker's reason I haven't taken a normal shit in weeks? Great, love it. And I'm supposed to to (laughs) take care of this thing when it comes out? I'm gonna first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna have a talk about how mommy needs to be having normal potties. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, it's just a lot more. And it's here's the thing: is it's not terrible. It's it's not good. It's not bad. It just is. It it's just part of the deal. And I think especially with women in general, with anything that has to do with our bodies, I feel like a lot of the stuff. And not, I shouldn't say I feel. I think. From uh, I think it's a thought. It's not a feeling. It's like no, no, no. This is a thought. After just a small amount of investigation, and also being a woman for forty years, to me it seems as though anything with regards to women's health, specifically reproductive health, is glossed over with kind of a pink light, where motherhood is. uh, It's it's our birthright. It's our calling. It's what completes us as women. And while I am super excited to have a kid, I, I it's I it feels like Christmas. Like I go to sleep at night, I'll be tired, and I'm like, ugh, and then I'm like, I want to go to sleep and then hurry up and wake up so that I can wake up and be like, hey, I got a baby growing in me. It's it's it can be both. You can be super excited about it, and you can also be nervous and scared and you can also like feel sick and feel tired and be worried about a lot of things how are you going to raise the child you can be stressed out about like well are you going to be able to work what about your sense of identity for me like uh, that's something like oh like time to exercise do anything you're just going to have a kid attached to 24 7 so are you going to have alone time to take naps like it's very overwhelming at the beginning and I went through this thing where I was feeling guilty about everything. I beat myself up about everything. When I got pregnant, I was like, oh my God, I was so excited. And my boyfriend and I were so excited. And then I thought about it, it's like, okay, well, hmm. Okay, well, I guess the one show idea that I was going to do, I'm not going to do now. So I got to kind of put the brakes on that because my life is very different. And then I felt bad. Like, I can't believe I'm worried about work. I should be, wor- everything should be focused on like, the joy of motherhood and like building a nursery. And then I had to be like, no, give yourself a break. Right. Does that make sense? So like, look at that stuff with you. What things are uh, are you like beating yourself up over? And I know that is improper sentence structure, but I've got baby brain. That's what they call it. Um, which for me, I really kind of like, it's nice. You're just like, oh, I'm sorry. I took money out of the tip jar, <laughs> baby brain. Do not have to return it? So, but, like, really, that's that's kind of what we're going to do today because that, I think, is the first thing that's good groundwork when we're talking about um, getting ready to be a mom because, yes, like, meal planning is important. Yes, it's important to have a clean house and be a good homemaker. And, yes, it's important to have, have like, logistics set up of where the baby's going to go. But uh, you are the mom, and... It's not selfish of you to take time for yourself and to be cool to yourself because you currently are the are housing this baby inside of your body. So it's a part of you. So if you are feeling stressed, or if you are feeling like, ugh, I'm so, I'm such a piece of shit, I can't believe I did that, or like, ugh, I don't even know if I if I want to be a mom now, or like, God, oh, I'm, so, I'm so tired. I just wish this. Maybe should I give it up for adoption? I don't know if I, whatever thoughts are going through your head, allow the thought to show up. Allow the thought to be there. It's fine. If it pops in your head, great. The the tricky thing with thoughts is that we start to believe that they are real, but they are just kind of thoughts just popping out of fucking wherever. So you can investigate the thought like, huh, what is that? Oh, that's just a thought I'm having because I'm anxious. And most people feel that way. A lot of people feel that way. A lot of parents feel that way. Even once the kids out, even once the kids five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven years old, I imagine my parents probably when I was a teenager. Even now, sometimes the parents are probably like, God, we got to help you move from St. Louis to Austin. You're 39. Would it be nice if we didn't have kids. I like. I think that's normal. But to beat yourself up about it, that's where it gets tricky, right? So if you're having any of those kind of thoughts, and then obviously if they're like destructive or you feel like you're going to harm yourself, you call a therapist. You, you get someone on the phone. But if it's something like you just are feeling like, oh, this is, I don't know if I can do it. Okay. That's okay. That's a normal thought. But it doesn't need to like... Uh, Like, kind of like, cripple you. You don't need to become frozen with fear where you can't do anything over it. You just uh, look at the thought, okay, is it true? Is it not? Well, you don't know if it's true because you haven't done the thing yet. So it's not a true statement. It's just a fear that you have. And you can address that. But the tricky part is to address it without doubling down by telling yourself that, oh, so you shouldn't be, you're a bad mother. You're a bad, look at, and, and your fetus can, un, your fetus can like feel the vibes in your cells that you like aren't sure about this or like, ugh, right? And so it's like, oh, shut up. Okay, it's like, well, now you're being crazy. Now you are going to affect the cells in your body because you're beating yourself up. So give yourself a break. If you feel tired, like I used to be someone that'd get up, work out, and if I felt tired, I'm like, just drink an energy drink and get over it, you little bitch. And now I have to be like, hey, Wendy, if you're tired and say this, but put your name in. If you're tired, you'd be tired, lay down, take a nap. And if you are living with other people or your spouse or your partner, this is something that I went through where I would just like feel lazy. I'd wake up really tired, get up, take care of the animals, do my routine, make him coffee and start to do stuff. But in this happened even today, I got up, I started doing stuff. I got up at like seven in the morning And at around 9.30, I just was like, I feel like I'm going to pass out. My eyes were shutting. I felt nauseous. I felt dizzy. And in the before times, when you don't have, uh, when you're not growing a fucking human, it's like, yeah, of course you're tired. Your body's trying to turn a couple of saltines into a pair of kidneys. Of course you are tired. Your body's making, I think, what is it, like two or three times as much blood? So your kidneys are working overtime to clean out the blood. Check your heart rate. I can even tell even in just talking I'm more winded recording a podcast and I'm not smoking. This is not like, because I was chain smoking a pack of cigarettes and I went for a walk. I went for a three mile walk earlier. I exercise a lot and my heart rate goes up way higher now that I'm pregnant. My V, I think it's VO2 max. Again, I used to be a personal trainer, not trying to brag, but like the amount of oxygen you can uptake, it's difficult. It feels like I'm operating in like high altitudes. That's not... Our imagination. Our bodies need more oxygen because you're creating a person. You're making a human right now. I have, I, give yourself a break. You're making. There's a human in your body. You're making a human. You did not go out last night, even though it kind of feels like you're hungover. It's not like oh, you're tired because you were out doing blow in the back of a lower. reset karaoke bar, which oh, did not that sound like fun until four o'clock in the morning, and that's why you're tired. You know, it's like you go to sleep at a decent hour. You probably woke up a couple times in the night because you had to pee or just like had a weird hot flash. And uh, you're tired. So lay back down. Like give yourself a break. Take a nap. With workouts, I used to work out a lot harder. And now it's like I go for a walk and I'm just like, all right, I'm that I'm done. I'm going to do some push-ups on the kitchen counter. I'll maybe do some squats. But I break my workouts up. Like I have to do it like throughout the day in a little like 20-minute segments because for me it's just difficult to like power through. And, uh, I don't know about you. I'm not doing caffeine. I'm having like one cup of coffee in the morning, like, like an espresso. And I used to slam energy drinks. So like, I'm just, uh, and, and you might be doing the same and we're just coming off of our normal habits. And the other thing, the reject, not only are you making a person, uh, I don't know what your morning sickness is like. My morning sickness is 24 hour sickness. And my food's all out of whack. So I'm like not eating as much or the the kind of stuff I would normally eat. So you just feel off. Uh, you know, like give yourself a break. If you find yourself acting crazy, like having like a mood swing or being really forgetful or doing something that's like very ditzy, don't go like, oh, I'm such a fucking idiot. You, you're pregnant. So I mean, some might argue that, yes, that it makes you inherently fucking idiot uh, as we move into World War III. But... I don't think you are. and I don't think I am. And I think we're having kids and I think it's cool. So just give yourself a break. Like, and if, again, if you feel like, like this, I woke up, do you know what I did this morning? That was crazy. I got up this morning and I'm doing laundry and my boyfriend comes out and he's having coffee and talking to me. And I noticed like a speck of dust the way that light hit something in the floor in the living room. And I almost started to cry because I was like, we gotta clean these floors. And I grabbed a uh, rag and got it wet. And like, I felt my, I was holding back tears and I was on my hands and knees just wiping the floor like a fucking lunatic. And if this again was the before times when I did not have a baby inside of me, it would be like, oh bitch, you should probably be on medication. This is not great. Or like maybe stop doing drugs or stop drinking because you wake up and you you have like anxiety the day after you drink. It's like, I'm not doing any of that. I'm actually like being very healthy. Um, I just felt like I wanted to uh, cry clean the floors on my hands and knees at eight o'clock in the morning. But that's, that's like a normal thing that happens when you're pregnant. Again, some people don't have these other people. I got all the symptoms. I got the metal taste in my mouth. I got it all. I got it all and I love it all. It's like, Give yourself a break. So whatever bananas thing you did, and again, just just try not to double down. And admit, like I will say to my boyfriend, when I'm being crazy, I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't, this is, I feel, it's like, you know, when someone's like in the werewolf movies where they're like, no, it's a full moon, please go. Like, I can kind of feel it happening. I have to be like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. This is not me. This is not, it's like that. But instead of a full moon, it just happens kind of like whenever throughout the day. Uh, but just like, give yourself a break, accept whatever's happening, whatever thoughts you have, whatever. And you don't act on every thought because we are going to have a lot of bonkers thoughts come to our head. But those are the hormones. I'm not a doctor. I should have said that at the beginning of this. So go on, like, do some research on the hormones that are flooding your body right now and the different effects that they have on your uh, physical, mental, and emotional state. It's super intense what's happening to you right now. So... um and, you know, and you may be listening to this, maybe you're not pregnant, but I mean, if you've listened this far into the episode, listening to a, a ranting pregnant woman, what's happening to you now is, is super intense, but in a very different way. You're just somehow like, maybe this is like your the real girlfriend experience for you. You're like, man, I just want like a pregnant lady to just like ramble and then like kind of get mad about cleaning. I just want to like hear a woman yell about a dirty floor. Um, so uh, either way, we're all having an intense experience at this point in time. Um... Yeah, give yourself a break. So that's what the practice is for this week. Just chill out, give yourself a hug. And if this helps you, imagine this just came to me, so I might cry, um, which is okay because it's hormones. Like, we beat ourselves up a lot, I think, as human beings. It's part of, uh, in some of us more than others, based on uh, how we were raised, how our parents treated us, the different types of relationships that we're in. But I think uh, most people have kind of some weird baseline thing where we like think we're big pieces of shit that don't deserve anything good in our life um, or some variant on that. Uh, but you have a little baby inside of you right now. And I would hope that no matter how, and I'm speaking, this is very personal for me, how, no matter how awful you've been to yourself in the past, I would hope that you don't want that for your child. And I think a good way to start, this is not only a baseline for a a healthy mental state for you during your pregnancy and for me, for us, during our pregnancies. Also, we got to lead by example, and this is one of the ways we can start, you know, before the baby's even born, is... If you can't be nice to yourself and you can't forgive yourself for doing something, which is probably a hundred percent human, a human thing to do and very fucking normal. Um, but we just don't think it's normal because people don't talk about it, especially this kind of stuff with women. Cause women are supposed to just be like polite and quiet and just, just like be into it. I'm just like into it. It's uh, yes, this is my calling. I'm into all that. I love waking up and immediately feeling like I have to puke and then cry and then clean, and then fall asleep on the floor halfway through cleaning it. And then I wake up, and I cry because I fell asleep in a puddle of puke on, the, on a dirty floor. Like, whatever it is. Like, we're, we're supposed to be like, we love it. We, 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 we love it. It's the best. And like, okay. Well, but sometimes it sucks. Um, but it just feels like we're not really allowed to talk about it. And uh, so, you know, but whatever you're going through, it's normal to feel whatever, But if you're having a difficult time forgiving yourself and being kind to yourself for whatever's going on right now, then maybe shift your focus and remember that you have a little kiddo inside of you. Um, you're You're like growing a person inside of you. And so if you can't do it for yourself, then say nice things to yourself on behalf of your unborn little kiddo. Let's start teaching our kids now that it's okay to make mistakes and to strive for perfection is uh I can't think of the right word. <laughs> Uh, it's an unattainable goal. That that's not what I was looking for, but it'll work for now. Okay, it's 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 a losing proposition because you and I'm saying this to you, the person listening, and also to myself because I'm looking in a mirror, and also to Jupiter. Um, it's like you are already perfect. You're already, right now, you're worthy of love. If you're not getting it, if you're not getting the support that you need from the people around you, that's something we'll talk about in another episode. But, like, obviously, if you're getting hit, call, leave. Um, or if you mentally are in, a, in an unhealthy place, call someone for help, right? Don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt your baby. Um, but you are already perfect and already deserving of love. And... It's important to start to practice that self-love now. Because not only will that be a good influence on your child, you're on your unborn baby on a cellular level level, excuse me. I'm pretty sure that's the way to go, right? We want to have like good vibes running through our bodies. But also when your baby's born, like you don't want to be saying mean stuff to yourself because kids will parrot that. They will parrot what you say. Um, I can remember, and I'm gonna wrap this up, I've struggled with eating disorder stuff and body image stuff, which is another thing, by the way, give yourself a break about. If your body feels weird and your joints feel weird, or you feel like, oh, I feel bloated, Chill. I'm going to do a full episode specifically about like eating disorder, body dysmorphia stuff. Um, There's nothing. thing. Just give yourself a break. Just chill. If you're hungry for something, have it. Obviously, we're going to try to make a healthier choice, but if the only thing you feel like you're not going to throw up is a chocolate chip cookie, have a cookie. Okay? Um, but I struggle with that stuff my whole life, which I think a lot of people do. It's not unique to me. Um, and when I was a teenager, I was pulled out of water polo for like, um, like I lost so much weight because I was vomiting so much. I was re- heavily bulimic, and that's right. I was one of the I was one of the people that figured it out. A lot of bulimics, I like, don't lose enough weight to be noticeable, but you got to combine that with anorexia. So I, uh, but I was bulimic. I got pulled out of water polo because they're like, you're too thin to play. They thought I was on drugs, but I was just like, no, nope, I'm just like, puking at my food. It's old school, old school Orange County, California behavior. And I remember my mother and our relationship now is great. And, and the older I get, the, I I, and I think most people, hopefully the older we get, we realize, oh, our parents are just human beings like us. And so they they don't know. No, there's not a manual in any of this. Um, But I can remember when I told the counselor about my eating disorder, they called my mom to pick me up and she's very thin. And, you know, they'd make comments about food and my body and things like that. Um, I was built like my father, they my parents are divorced and you know, I need to watch my weight. And I was going to the gym when I was 14 before school. And again, I'm not angry about all this stuff now, like now it it all? I'm like, Oh, they actually instilled some good habits in me. Just, it was in a fucked up way, but that's because that's how her mom is. And so it's like if someone's got to stop the, f- the fuckery and that's what we're going to that's what we're trying to stop now is this fuckery where we beat ourselves up and it's and you're beating yourself up probably from some bullshit. You don't even think is true. It's something that was put in you by your parents or by society or whatever. Um, anyway, the point is, I remember my mother said this to me when she picked me up from school that day and she said, uh, I just want you to know, this is not my fault. It is not my fault. It's not my fault. I can eat whatever I want and I'm thin and, and I know that's, a, but it's not, this is not my fault. Um, you and I are just built differently, but it's. this is not my fault. And I sat there silently and I said, I don't, I don't think it is. And she said, you know, when you were three years old, we got in the car to go somewhere and I put a bathing suit on you and you sat in the back of the car when you were three and you poked at your stomach and you poked at your legs. And we said, Wendy, what are you doing? And you said, oh, I'm poking at my fat. And then she said, and I don't think she's being mean. I think she really didn't understand. She said to me, so see, you were doing that before. This is, has nothing to do with me. And looking back, it's like, that has everything to do with you. Because I've, my, most of my adult life, My mother, she's not telling, she wasn't telling me I was fat, but as a little kid, I heard my mother, who I thought was perfect, because that's what your kid's going to think about you, that you're perfect. I heard my mother constantly poke at her body and say, oh, I'm fat. I'm fat. Oh, look at me. I'm fat. I feel so gross. I feel fat. I was three. I didn't know what the word fat meant. I was just mimicking my mother. In the same way, my dad, when my dad would shave, my brother and I used to go in the bathroom with him. You just mimic your parents my brother, and I would go and like take the lid to his electric shaver and stand in the bathroom. There's actually a photo of me in the bathroom while my dad's shaving his beard with the lid in the bathroom, mimicking my dad like I'm shaving my beard using the lid of the razor. And so you can't be like, see, Wendy, you you always had face stubble. You always had face stubble. This has nothing to do with, you, you know, look, here's your three, you were shaving your beard because you had a beard. It's like, that would be like the dumbest thing it was ever said. So that's the same as me poking at myself being like, oh, I'm poking my fat. It's like, uh, that's the same as me shaving my three-year-old beard, right? Kids mimic their parents. And so we just need to be aware of that. And that's something that I'm starting to work on now, like immediately. That's the biggest thing I'm doing is I give myself a break. Give myself a break. And we'll get, we'll do another episode where we get a lot more like specific targeted things but i want to start the first episode just i mean like you know saying hi and welcome and congratulations congratulations um on also being knocked up and we're gonna get through this and it's gonna be great it's not even get through i hate that term get through it this enjoy it let's try to enjoy like every moment even the moments when you feel sick it's like enjoy it it's it's what's happening just like be in it and and think of it as, it's really like a miracle. It's a miracle that your body is able to create a person. You're making a person. Again, of course you're tired. Of course you're stressed out. Of course you're emotional. Google, again, I'm not a doctor. Look up all the hormones that are flooding your body. I don't have the list in front of me. I'll do something more professional another episode. But like, it's... You're essentially on drugs right now. You're on drugs and there's a parasite, a very cute one, Jupiter. You're so cute. But there's like a, there's a being. There's a parasite. There's something living in your uterus, taking your nutrients, jacking up your heart rate and your oxygen and like forcing your body to make a shit ton of extra blood. Yeah, you're a little sleepy. Your body's trying to turn a slice of pizza into a liver. Into a liver. Liver. Of course you're tired and of course you're stressed out and overwhelmed. I mean, I don't know about you. Maybe you have other kids and this is another pregnancy for you. I mean, shit, even if that's the case, you're going to have another kid. It's a lot. I mean, I don't know about you before I found out I was knocked up. So this was like a month ago. My biggest concern was like, okay, I got to make sure I wash my face and start putting serum on an hour before I go to bed. So it has time to soak in. That was my biggest concern was like, how do I learn to sleep? Like not on my face, so I get less forehead wrinkles. That was the big concern in my life. And now it's like, oh, I want to like be taking care of a human, like a human person forever. And I'm super excited about it. And I'm like, I'm so happy. And it's like, this is exactly, it's like, wow, this is, it's one of those things where it's like, I wanted it. I, it was, but now that I have it, I was like, oh, for sure, this is what I want. For sure. This is what I want. You know, like looking at a menu and you're like, I guess maybe, do I want the eggplant parmesan? I don't know, maybe I'm kind of craving it. And then once you get it, you're like, oh, this is the best thing I've ever eaten in my entire life. Uh, that's how I feel like right now where I'm like, yeah, the picture on the menu looks good, but yeah, let's try it. It sounds good. It's like, oh, this is exactly what the fuck I wanted. Um, even then, it's normal to be stressed out and overwhelmed. Okay, Totally normal. You're a human. Be cool to yourself, and if you can't bring yourself to be nice to yourself because you haven't worked through your personal issues with who you are, which I'm telling you, spoiler alert, you're already lovable, and you should start loving yourself now because uh, whatever kind of marker you're waiting to hit, uh, you're never going to reach it. So just trust me on this from a 40-year-old former uh, Russian troop (laughs) who... lived to wildlife and done drugs and a lot of stuff that a lot of people would be like that's shameful I, I love myself I think, I think I'm great it is what it is you know life just keeps moving forward and you got to move along with it so highly recommend loving yourself right now like not after the podcast is over like right now right there okay uh, if that feels a little difficult for you then uh, be nice to yourself because you want to be nice to your little baby Okay. Be nice to yourself as the mother of your child. And remember all the thoughts you're thinking and the stuff that you're saying when you say things out loud and we'll talk about this more later but like you're that's somehow like vibing with your child right now. Um so I think a pregnancy is a great time to practice self-love and be impeccable with our word which is ah, little bit of four agreement stuff. If you're not familiar with it, I also suggest picking up the book, the four agreements. Um, again, we'll talk about all that stuff later and I want to get into cravings and things like that, but this is just baseline week by week. Again, I'm in week seven and, uh, I've known, I was I'm, I've known about my little baby Jupiter for about two and a half weeks and just processing it just enough to be able to talk about it publicly. And, um, yeah, next week, you know what we're going to talk about next week. Next week we're going to talk about talking about your pregnancy before you hit your second trimester cuz this seems to be this is like a real hot hot button issue for a lot of people. Um but we will talk about that next week. I hope you have a great day. I hope you feel good even if you feel sick and even if you feel tired. Hope you feel good. I hope you feel loved, lovable, and I hope you feel love. Okay? Uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Have a great day. And again, give yourself a break. You're making a literal human, (laughs) like a literal human in your body. So go have a glass of ice water and a couple saltines and take a nap. All right, mama, talk to you soon. Bye.